0: Welcome to the Beauty and the Vlog Podcast. I'm your host, Erica Vieira. Join me as I interview YouTube superstars in the worlds of beauty, fashion, fitness, and lifestyle. I go in depth with your favorite video vloggers and discuss their journeys to success and the struggles they encountered along the way. We go behind the scenes of the world of vlogging and talk about what works and what doesn't and what it takes to be a YouTube superstar. So sit back. I'm prepared to learn, have fun, and be inspired. Let's go. Well, hello, everybody. I am your host, Erica Vieira, and I am so excited to bring you our featured beauty vlogger for this episode, Andrea Marie. Say hello. Hello. Well, Andrea Marie is a 22-year-old beauty vlogger and blogger with a five-day-a-week beauty channel on YouTube with 13,800 subscribers that she started july of 2011 she's a self-proclaimed beauty junkie and fashionista in addition to her popular youtube channel she runs an etsy shop where she sells custom graphics that are used in invitations website graphics and youtube banners so i've given our listeners just a little overview andrea so take a minute tell us about your person tell us about you personally to get to know you a little bit better and then give us an overview of your channel
1: Well, like you said, I'm 22 years old, and I am a beauty vlogger. I majorly focus on beauty, but I do throw in some fashion stuff every once in a while because, you know, we have to. And um, in my real life, I am a hostess at a restaurant. I have a dog named Hugo who's pretty much my life. I live with my boyfriend of about seven years, and I just love makeup. It's been something that I've been kind of obsessed with for about 10 years, and about two years ago, three years ago, I started a beauty YouTube and a beauty vlog where I can talk about my addiction, and I can meet other people and talk to people about their addiction as well, um, uh, and I don't know. Hmm, I'm horrible about the about me parts of things. Well,
0: that's okay. I'll, I'll fill in the gap. So what what made you decide a couple years ago to start your own channel?
1: I'm not 100% sure. I think I was majorly, it was a boredom type thing. (laughs) But I had saw a lot of people making beauty vlogs and I had been reading them a lot because I would look up a product and want to read a review on them. And I was like, I could do this. I could write reviews. And I loved the photography part of it and the graphics part of it. And I kind of started from there. So I started beauty blogging first. And I really liked that. And I noticed that a lot of beauty vloggers had their own YouTube channel. And I thought that's something else I could probably do. Mm -hmm. I'm very like computer literate I've been into computers for even longer than I've been into beauty so I thought it would be fun and it is the editing process is probably the most fun for me is because I can put in like the graphics and all of the things like that to make it prettier and with the blogging it was also I could take pictures of things and then edit them and make them really pretty and make my graphics really pretty and that was something that I like to do but that's how I started and I, I've just gone from there. And it's
0: interesting because in talking to a lot of different beauty vloggers, a lot of them have a different kind of inspiration of what got them into it. And it it sounds like for you, obviously beauty, beauty is consistent amongst everybody, but you have that computer computer background, which is so essential. Mm -hmm. Did you, is that, you said computers you're into for a long time. Did you teach yourself? Did you have another, maybe another kind of job or hobby that you did computers with or what got you into computers?
1: My dad was always big into computers and he kind of taught me how to use Photoshop and like things like that whenever it was just like brand new. Whenever I was like seven years old, I'd always sit on his lap and we would go through Adobe Photoshop and like learn things like that. Also in high school, well, in middle school, I took a lot of the computer classes where I was recommended to even skip computer classes in high school because I'd already have known a lot. And uh-huh. then in high school, I was in vocational technical school where I went for web design and animation for three years. I won a lot of awards at the Pennsylvania Computer Fair for web design and things like that. Um, The only thing that was new to me whenever I started YouTube and started blogging was the video editing. But that, I think it's become a lot easier as they keep updating these programs for anyone to be able to do it. I think anyone really can do it.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. So you you definitely have that computer background. And so Mm -hmm. then when it comes to makeup, it sounds like you are a self-proclaimed beauty person. You're not a true makeup artist or anything. Yes.
1: I've had a couple of classes because I did work at a salon for a while doing makeup, but that was only like six months and then I stopped working there. But other than that, I haven't taken any classes or been to any schooling. I've looked into it, but yeah its it's something maybe in the future
0: yeah and it's it's funny because with so many beauty vloggers and just a plethora of YouTube videos teaching you how to do makeup, I mean it's not discounting the people that do go to school because you, you do have to if you're going to do it professionally, but if you want to just recreationally learn makeup, it's so easy to do it now.
1: It really is because of the internet and things like that you can just look on the internet and you could learn anything that you want to learn. Yeah. And, and that goes for anything, not even just makeup. It's true.
0: I know. You can teach yourself anything on on YouTube. And so do you, is your channel more of a a hobby or a business to you?
1: Hobby. Okay. I mean I do you do on YouTube obviously make money mm-hmm. and it's nice, but I do have a full time job otherwise and I think someday it might be something. I think the Etsy might eventually be more of business for me and less of a hobby eventually, but I think YouTube will mostly always just be a hobby. I enjoy making the videos, I enjoy having an excuse to buy the products <laughs> and talk about them to everyone, and I just really like it. I think it, it is a little business. Mm-hmm. You do have to do business, but it's not all business at all.
0: And are you able to, so you purchase a lot of your products. That's something too that that's mm-hmm. interesting because obviously some, some vloggers get products sent to you and it's kind of yep. a mix, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do get products sent to me as well. But a lot of the products that I buy are because I like them. I heard about them and I go out and purchase them. But there has been items sent to me in the past. It's an expensive hobby. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. yes it is yeah. it really is
0: but makeup is fun so um well awesome so let's delve into our next topic which is failure so at beauty and the vlog we blog we delve into the journey of our spotlight at beauty vlogger which you've done a wonderful job doing and for all beauty vloggers somewhere along the way they failed. you you have to everyone does so so Andrew, tell us about a failure in your journey, starting with the events leading up to the failure and maybe a lesson that you learned from that failure.
1: Um, I think I tried, I thought about this a little bit and I don't think that there was one instance where I felt like I overall failed, but I think that one of the big things that I went through with YouTube that was a negative was like hate comments mm-hmm. and dealing with that and um There was this one video in particular where I used my middle finger to scroll on a video. Like I scrolled and I was doing a what's on my iPhone video, so I was scrolling. Mm -hmm. And everyone commented about it and was like really hating, like saying I was being disrespectful and flipping off the audience and things like that. This is just one of the, like one of the instances where I've gotten hate. And the reason that I did that, I explained in the video, was that I have an issue with skin picking and that it was more of an embarrassment for me to scroll with other fingers and I I commented that and still people to this day still say that I'm flipping off all the subscribers and things like that but there's been a lot of hate comments and I know a lot of people even my friends have dealt a lot with cyberbullying and things like that and I think that is one of the biggest failures that I feel like a lot of us have is that we have to deal with all this hate and it's just, it's cyberbullying and that's what it is. And you really can't do anything about it, but you have to overcome it by blocking it out, blocking those people, deleting the comments and just moving on from it. But it is hard at first, especially whenever you're new to getting all of this attention and then you get a negative attention and it's it really is hard.
0: Yeah. How do you overcome that? Because it is something that, like you said, I mean, you can only you can block people for so much or just ignore for so much, but, but how, how do you really get over it?
1: I just think to myself that these people probably have a lot of insecurities themselves mm-hmm. and that they're taking them out on other people and they are sitting really behind a a wall and we can't see them. We can't say anything to them. And if we do say something to them, you know, it's it's our image. They don't really have an image to uphold. And I try to think of that and I try to kind of laugh it off. Like the one comment that I got was that I look like a female John Travolta. And you have to to find humor (laughs) in things like that. Most of the time, I really try to find humor in things like that. I know one of my friends was bullied on um, Twitter and this girl, she just, she made like a Twitter account and all she did was bully YouTubers and, you know, you have to stand together. You know, it's nice to be able to say, Hey, to one of your friends and them to be able to, you know, stick up for you and just say, you know, this isn't nice. This isn't the thing to do. So having like a strong friendship and have like, even sometimes subscribers will defend you Mm -hmm. and that's important. Mm -hmm.
0: And you... You must hear this, too, and, and this is something that it's funny because, you know, celebrities have been used to this for, for years, right? They put themselves out there. They're making millions on TV, millions in movies, and they put themselves out there and they get all the criticism. But it seems like this whole new generation of YouTube vloggers, just beauty vloggers, but everyone in general is also putting themselves out there. They're not, they're not the same as a celebrity, but in a way, they, they're still experiencing those kind of hate comments,
1: yeah, I don't know how the bigger beauty vloggers or even just YouTubers in general deal with it because if I at only around 13,000 subscribers am getting a decent amount, I don't know what they're getting and I, I sometimes read through comments and they're getting worse than that and I know that a lot of the bigger YouTubers have been making videos where they're kind of saying, you know, you shouldn't idolize me. They go to these events and they're like pummeled with people screaming at them, trying to touch them and stuff like that. They're like, we're not celebrities. You can do what we do do. You can pick up a camera and do it. There's nothing to idolize us for. We're normal people and we just want to live our normal lives. Yeah.
0: And I saw that too firsthand. I was just at the, there's a big YouTube conference here. I'm in LA. So in Anaheim, California, and there were a lot of YouTubers there. And I interviewed a couple of them and even as i was trying to you know transition from one interviewee to the next or you know move them from their spot to the other they were just literally hounded by so many fans it, it was crazy because it's wonderful i mean this is fantastic obviously the people there are fans of youtubers but you really do when you see it in person you're like wow like you know you have 13,000 subscribers i mean that that's a ton that's a ton of people. And when you see them in person, you're like, wow, those are people that really like me. And like you said, maybe they idolize you, maybe not. But it does sound like you have a nice network going with fans and, and almost a community of other people that you guys can support one another. And I think that's the key.
1: It really is. hmm Having mm. those friends and having the subscribers that you connect with. And I've made a lot of friends even with subscribers that I talk to on the daily basis, whether it's through Twitter or it's through Google Hangout or things like that. I have made friends f- with uh, subscribers. I've made friends with my other fellow YouTubers and bloggers. And I have a lot of friends. I probably have more friends on the internet than I do in real life.
0: <laughs> but that's it's cool, the truth. Though. Because you can connect with like-minded girls just like you that are doing the same thing, which is really really awesome. So let's talk a little bit about, about your fans and your growth. So you've been doing this, your channel now since July of 2011, roughly,
1: right? Roughly, yes. I only started taking it really seriously. That's when my channel was created. I really only started taking it seriously about a year ago. Um, Before that, it was just like throw up a video whenever I want to. But about a little under a year ago, I started putting up videos pretty regularly. I did do a three a week for a while, and now I've switched to five a week just because there's so much content that I want to put up, but I didn't have enough time with three a week. but it's grown a lot in the past year just alone and I'm really excited to see it grow like in the future.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. So if you have really only been focusing on, the, focusing on your channel for a year, then 13,000 subscribers is a lot in a year. Yeah,
1: I think, I think in the beginning of a year I only had like two or three.
0: Oh, wow. So how do you explain just that rapid growth for your channel?
1: I think it's, um, well, for anyone, if you want rapid growth on your channel, I think it really is putting out videos very consistently and sticking to a schedule that people can follow. Mm -hmm. Also putting out videos that other people want to see and that are common on YouTube, like unboxings, hauls, lookbooks, things like that. Like common videos Um, and then I also think the quality of the videos and sticking to very consistent graphics and things like that, having your description box filled out and your tags and I I really focused in on that in the past year and I think that helped me grow a lot.
0: Yeah, five
1: videos a week is a lot.
0: It really is and I do have
1: a a full-time job. And then I do Etsy as well. And then YouTube on top of it. It's a lot, but I really do like it. I do pre-film a lot. So I might film three videos in one day, three videos in another day. So I'm only filming two days a week and then I edit at night. So mm-hmm. it's not as bad as it, as it seems. And when you're doing that many videos, you really have practice. So I can edit a video a lot quicker than I feel like some of my friends can.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. That's, you do end up learning how to do it in a very efficient way.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: So let's transition now into like your aha moment. So at some point in this whole journey, a light bulb came up and you said, aha, this is an amazing idea. Let's hear the events leading up to that aha moment.
1: Well, I kind of want to focus on my Etsy shop for this one Yeah. because it does have to do with YouTube because of the whole banner situation. I was making my own banners for a while. I was always putting up new ones and everyone would always ask me, you know, who makes your banners? And where can I get them? And I always say, you know, I made them. And I've made so many for my friends, and I never thought to kind of, like, sell them. It never, like, dawned on me for, like, a year that I should, you know, make kind of, like, a business out of, like, graphics. And I feel like Etsy, a lot of my friends have turned to Etsy for doing things like that. My friend Kaylin from The Kaylin Theory, she actually sells... Uh, thrifted clothes on there. And she has a YouTube channel and she incorporates that in her videos. So I feel like I kind of incorporate my YouTube banners into my videos and that's like the Etsy part of it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the aha moment was, you know, I've been doing graphic things like that and I really haven't had time with YouTube and with beauty beauty blogging and my full-time job to sit down and do freelance anymore. I used to do a lot of freelance. So being able to use Etsy to still do the thing that I love without taking a lot of time out of my day really has made my life a little bit easier because I have been able to incorporate the computer graphics part of my life in back into my life
0: and I think that's a great lesson too In that you are finding a way to pursue what your talent is and a way to to make money off of it too like mm-hmm. it's an, etsy is a business obviously youtube you yep. make some money but the goal isn't to make money with etsy it is but you're yep. able to combine that talent and focus on it and it allows you to even cross kind of cross into your youtube world
1: yes yeah. it, has, it has helped a lot yeah i
0: think that's a that's a great great lesson so what is uh the one thing that's really exciting you now about your channel and the world of beauty vlogging today
1: Um, I think it's just being able to go to like all of these like beauty events and see all of my friends. I think the most exciting thing about YouTube for me is the friendships that I've made. And I think that that seriously, just even the subscribers, the the free stuff you get, I think that the most important thing and the greatest thing that I've gotten out of it is the friendships that I have accumulated. And I've got to meet so many people that I wouldn't have been able to meet. And that sometimes like, I just think about it and it blows my mind. I went to, um, I went to LA IMATs, and then I went to New York IMATs, and I, at New York IMATs, I got to stay with a bunch of girls who also make YouTube videos, and I also got to meet a lot of my friends, which was amazing. I have went out of my way to hang out with my friends that I met on YouTube, and even my friend Kaylin is coming up from um, Kentucky to is see Kaylin me, and it's another,
0: crazy. Oh, sorry to interrupt you. Is Kaylin another beauty vlogger, yes. right? And she's someone yes. that you met on YouTube,
1: Yeah, and now you guys are...
0: Besties yeah, she's. Ca- friends. Yeah, she's.
1: We talk every single day through texting. She's coming up here with her boyfriend and staying for three days. Wow! It's just it's weird because you think about it. And if I would have never started this YouTube channel, I would never would have had any of these friends. Mm-hmm. And it's just I don't know what my life would have been like otherwise.
0: That's incredible. So how do you connect with these other beauty vloggers? Are they reaching out to you, or you just start commenting on their channel, or how does that relationship get started?
1: Yeah, you know, you see somebody subscribe to you or, you know, somebody follows you on Instagram and they say, you know, we have a YouTube channel. It's all different ways. Some of them have met me through Blogger and they'll say, you know, check out my blog and I'll go check it out and I'll become friends with them. A lot of my friends that I've been friends with on YouTube, I've been friends with for like almost two years now some of them are newer friends but it's just it's all different ways it's what commenting subscribing uh being twitter friends anything like that Mm -hmm. that's awesome
0: um and so what do you see for the future of beauty vlogging
1: um for my channel for for overall
0: i'd say overall
1: Overall, I think that it's it's growing, like, insanely and rapidly, and I think that you can find anything on the internet now, which is really nice. I think that the technology that's coming out is making things a lot more interesting for people, because, like Michelle Phan, her videos Mm -hmm. are amazing because of the technology that she has and the talent that she has. I just think that, you know, if you want to do beauty vlogging, I think that it's a great time to start now, and you can really build yourself up.
0: What about for your channel?
1: Um, for my channel, I, it's growing every day. I have a lot of things planned for the future. I want to start doing more um, tutorials and things like that. I've kind of put those on the back burner, but I want to start doing more of those. And then also, I want to bring more fashion in as well as DIYs. Those things I haven't had a lot of time for in the past because they do they're a little bit more time consuming than your average video would be, but I want to start making more time for those. But I do also want to start going to more of the beauty events to meet more people and to network a little bit more
0: and do you set like goals for yourself for your channel do you say hey in the next few months I want this many subscribers I don't want to put these many videos out do you have timelines or goals
1: not really I I think in the beginning I did and you know for me, if I have a goal, I really want to meet it. And with YouTube, you really have to kind of go with the wind Mm -hmm. because you could have a month where you gain a thousand subscribers and you can have a month where you gain 200 subscribers and you have to be okay with that. But I do set goals for um, myself as to putting out videos. I do want to put out five videos a week. And when I don't, I feel really weird. I just Mm -hmm. I really like push myself to make sure that I'm putting out good content that people care about and things like that. Yeah. And I think
0: it's one of those things too, when you put yourself out there and you say, I'm going to do five videos a week. It's almost like you're holding yourself accountable to your entire world of fans.
1: Yeah, it's because I'll get, I'll get tweets and I'll get text messages from my friends saying, where's your video at today? And I'm like, <laughs> calm down people. It's coming.
0: Yeah, I know for sure. Cause then you're like, okay, I, I said I'm doing five days a week. I'll do five days a week. And I, I think for you and like looking at, at a lot of YouTubers, that does separate you from a lot of the other YouTubers out there.
1: Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I've noticed that uh, once I've This is just a generalization. It's not everyone. But I feel like once people are getting more subscribers, they're lessening the videos. Mm -hmm. Like, I've noticed some of the people with a lot of subscribers, they do, like, one video a week. I don't really see that many people that do five.
0: No, I don't I know a
1: couple that do, but I don't really know that many that do. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, that's great because there's so many beauty vloggers out there, and I think that's a way that you can differentiate yourself from
1: the Mm -hmm. back.
0: So, all right. Well, we've reached my favorite part of the show, which is the beauty bonus round. So I'm going to give you just a series of questions and you answer back with your fabulous and mind-blowing answers. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. First up, what are your three Holy Grail items? And I'm not talking about Holy Grail items for this week or this month. I'm talking about like lifetime. You always go back. You're maybe on your you know, fourth or fifth. What, what are those three items?
1: I have two new ones, and one has been a long time. I actually have them here. So the first one, which is a new one, is the Anastasia Contour Kit. Mm. This is life-changing. I'm recommending it to everyone, even just for the yellow color. It's amazing. This I've is heard that yellow
0: color. Is that, do you use that for the under eye?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have really, really bad under eye circles. Okay. Like very bad. So that is like life changing. Plus all of the contour colors is just out of this world. Also another new one, which I, I'm usually like, you know, the product has to be there forever for it to be, you know, but Anastasia has been like really good. The dip brow. Yep. I'm wearing. That's my other one. Yeah. yeah. Blonde. Yeah, the brown's really dark.
0: I'm. I have the. Br- I have the brown and the chocolate, and I am. I go back and forth deciding which one I want. I'm doing yeah, brown I, today. I have These brown and the blonde. Yeah, and so I go back and forth, and I, I don't really mix them yet. But I, I haven't decided which one I like better. So I don't know.
1: But they're really good.
0: They're amazing, and you, you. It stays on your eyebrows all day, and it it is in-
1: nice and it looks natural
0: yeah and that's the anastasia dip brow for for you guys listening and it seems intimidating at first but if you get the right brush and anastasia sells a brush but i actually use yeah. the mac brush you get the right brush honestly it, it takes so much quicker than using a pencil or powder in my opinion i think so too every mm-hmm. some people
1: say that it takes longer but i think it takes faster because it just it just glides yeah, on there i agree you get you gotta get a spoolie in
0: there to spread it out mm-hmm. and you're good to go all right what's your third one
1: Stila matte lipsticks. The what are they called? The stay all day liquid lipsticks. These are amazing. Okay,
0: I've never they, tried
1: those. Those are they're really good. They I like mixing and matching them. So if I want like a nude pink, I'll mix the nude and the pink, and then you know nude and red. And I have a couple of other ones too. But they stay all day. As I said before, I work as a hostess in a restaurant, and I'll go through a twelve hour day. And I don't know if you can hear my dog barking, but no, he's I can't hear it. No, okay. You're he's barking at the UPS guy. <laughs> but I will put one on in the beginning of an eleven-hour shift, and at the end of the shift, it's still there. I will have eaten, drink everything. Mm-hmm. It's still there. Mm-hmm. All
0: right, that I'll have to try them. I do for those. I do the OCC lip tars, the all-day mm-hmm. wear. But I'm I'm all about lipsticks that stay all day. So those are awesome. All right. So up next, because you are you do have such a computer background, I do want to get your opinion on this. What are your top two technology must-haves like a wise oh. or just software or whatever?
1: Um, I really love my Mac. I think that I had a PC before and I've edited on a PC before, but I think that having a Mac is a really big thing. It's a really big tool for the creative portion of the world. And I also think whenever you're doing videos that the lighting and your camera and your lens has a lot to do with it. There's, I can't name two, but the lighting I think is a big deal. And then your camera choice, I think that you need like a DSLR or even better. And then your lens. I know a lot of people have said, you know, I have a Canon T3i. Why does it mine look like yours? And I recommended a lot of my friends to my lens. It's a Tamron lens. I'm not 100% sure on the numbers or anything, okay. but it makes your camera quality 100 times better.
0: Okay, and for those of you guys listening um, don't need to take notes. I'm going to put all this in the description box. So, um, and I'll have links to all that too. So back to, to the Mac, is, there, is it a specific Mac Pro or Mac Air? Does it matter? I'm sure it's a I Mac Pro.
1: I, yeah, mine is a, Mm -hmm. I have the Mac pro retina. I think a Mac pro just in general is great. Um, you can do it on a Mac air, but you really need the power that a Mac pro has. Mm -hmm. And it's not, it's, it's running the programs a lot smoother. It's going to export smoother and it's going to save you time. I had a PC and it would take me to edit, um, export and upload a video. It would take me like four hours. Whereas with my Mac, I can edit up, export and upload a video in an hour if, I, if I'm really trying. What, what do you use to edit your videos? I use Final Cut X, mm, okay, which isn't, isn't the most popular choice. I know a lot of people like Adobe Premiere and Sony Vegas, but I think Sony Vegas might be only for, um, PCs, but I've, I've tried Adobe Premiere and I don't like it. I think Final Cut X is really easy. I have introduced a lot of my friends who just started beauty channels to it and they are able to use it. I think it's user friendly. It reminds me a lot of iMovie, but even iMovie kind of confuses me. Mm,
0: Okay. Okay. Up next, who is your beauty vlogger inspiration?
1: Ooh, I in the beginning, I really liked um, Arden Rose. Mm-hmm. I think it's Arden Rose 38. Mm-hmm. I really liked her. She actually subscribed to me whenever I had like 2000 subscribers. Yeah, which I just really interviewed awesome. her
0: not too long ago. She was super sweet.
1: She's so cute. And um, more recently, I've really liked Jacqueline Hill. Yeah, she's awesome. I, yes, her makeup is just out of this world. Her personality, yes, yeah. she's just like, you can tell she's just a really nice person. And she's just like, so sweet. I could just tell. Yeah,
0: yeah. She she I love her videos. Her, her makeup is just insane. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you wish you knew when you first started your channel?
1: Um, I, I guess I wish I would have known that I like just the whole, you know, staying consistent and putting out videos on a schedule, because I think that helped me the most out of anything that anyone has ever told me. I think that that is one of the things that would have helped me grow a little bit faster in the beginning is if I would have put out videos, even if you do do one video a week, if you do it consistently every week, where I didn't do that in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then also just kind of to have like a very thick skin about YouTube. And to not take things so um, personally,:
0: do you, was that a big surprise to you when you started to get that hate?
1: Yeah, hate? because yeah. I thought that maybe it was just like a bigger YouTuber type thing, and I didn't realize how many people just like I, I wouldn't have the like I wouldn't have the, I wouldn't, the balls to say something to somebody like that, yeah. even if it was through the Internet, I wouldn't be able to do it. I, I just don't know what kind of person would do that, I don't know. I
0: don't know either. So how, how many subscribers did you have when you first started getting that kind of...
1: It was just small. It, um, I think maybe around like 2,000 subscribers. Oh, wow. It was just... It's just the videos that, you know, the more, I think, views you get on the video, the more hate you will get because of the wider of the audience that it's getting to. Like, the What's On My iPhone video that I had said before, it was, I think, I don't remember what it's at. It's over 100,000 views. Yeah, that had
0: a ton. I looked at your channel, and I saw that that one had a crazy amount of views. Why did that video, in particular, go, like,
1: out there almost virally? I don't know. I think it was the thumbnail, maybe, (laughs) and... It was, I put it out, I think, the same day that the iPhone 5C came out, Mm -hmm. which is another big thing that, you know, when something comes out, the faster that you get it up, there's less amount of people with that video. I think that there was only two or three of those, uh, what's on my iPhones for the 5Cs out at that time. Mm -hmm. Same thing goes for if you're doing an unboxing. If you wait to do your Ipsy unboxing for three weeks, everyone else already has theirs out and everyone else has already watched it. No one's going to be interested.
0: That's a good piece of advice. So it's all about timing, especially in the beauty world and all those beauty products because there's so many beauty products coming out all the time but if what you're saying is if you could be one of those first people out there with that video you yep. probably get more hits it's true okay that's a good that's a good piece of advice and what piece of advice would you give to someone who's looking to start their own channel
1: I would just say go for it. Just dive in and go for it and be yourself. That's another really big thing is I see a lot of people that you can just see right through and a lot and the people who are watching are going to see through if you're not being yourself. I think that's the one thing that you need to remember is to be yourself and to just, you know, let yourself shine because that is the one thing that you have that no one else does.
0: Yeah. I 100% agree. Well, I have truly enjoyed listening to your journey and having you on the show. You're awesome. You had some Thank great you. tidbits of advice for your fans or for anybody in general who's interested in, in, in this world of beauty vlogging. Why don't you give our beauties out here one parting piece of a guidance, share the best way we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye
1: okay so thank you guys for watching so much if you guys want to find me you can find me on youtube.com slash from inside my closet or on any other social media at andrea marie yt and i just hope you guys enjoyed this and got something out of it thank you for having me so much and i will talk to you guys in my next video yay well thank you so so
0: much it was a blast thank you for having me all right bye-bye bye-bye Well, that's it. That's our interview. And thank you so much for joining us here. Once again, I am your host, Erica Vieira. And for all show notes and videos and more goodies, make sure you go to the Beauty and the Vlog website at beautyandthevlog.com and check out our Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at Beauty and the Vlog. Thanks so much, guys. Mwah!